Nobody believed in the Raptors down 23 points. Nobody did. Except, you know who did? Alex did. That's me, baby. Welcome back to Raptors NBA Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Redding, along with the other host, Alex Drobin. Alex, the Raptors down 23 points last night, and you decided to place a live bet on the Raptors to win. Where did this feeling come from? Okay, so two things. When I was watching the game yesterday, it just felt like the crowd was so amped up on our side anytime we got a basket. It felt like they needed something. So I was like, man, if they even go on a small run, even if they go on a little run, I feel like that could be the spark they need to come back. And there was like a little weird feeling in the crowd. So once they got a couple baskets and Spicy Keep P started going off a little bit, I was like, man, I'm I'm going to put this bet down. So I threw the bet down. It was plus 800. I don't usually bet. I don't bet too often. It was just, um, it was plus 800. I put 50 bucks down, ended up winning 450. Huge comeback. Um, I should have put down more, Andy. I should have put down more. It was, but I just felt it. Like, it just felt like things were shifting a little bit and the Toronto crowd needed a spark and they got it. That is one of the greater live bets I've ever seen. I, I lose money when I do live bets. You, that's good for you. Did you believe All me? Time. Did you believe me when I sent it to you? I needed the screenshot. I didn't, <laughs> I wouldn't have believed it without the screenshot. That was too good. I'm going to put the screenshot up, put the screenshot up here. Um, but uh, let's let's get to my first takeaway. Okay. There was not enough space in the spice rack for how much <laughs> heat Spicy P was dishing out last night. I had to bring out the jersey. Ooh, pow pow! Respect. I had to bring out the Spicy P jersey. Look, man, we have not been giving him enough props or enough attention. His line was crazy: 39, 11, 7 in thirty-eight minutes. And then there's about eight minutes left in the third quarter where he just took over and started going off. Was just absolutely on fire the entire time, hitting all of his weird little shots that he likes to do. And um, this is another team that he dominates. You know, they only had one big, Daniel Gafford, who, by the way, went off on Jakob a little bit. Jakob not playing the best defense. But Spicy P dominates against these teams that don't have too many bigs. What's your thought? Spicy P was great. We need to give you a bigger spice rack for Christmas. I'm writing that down. Write that down. Write that down. Big fan of spice. You like to cook. Uh, okay. He was great. He was awesome in the comeback win. Or do we frame this as a Wizards loss? Did the Raptors win or did the Wizards blow a huge lead? The Wizards are one of the most annoying teams to watch in basketball. They're not fun to watch. They just have annoying dudes. Jordan Poole, Kyle Kuzma, no basketball IQ, just like dumb plays wherever. They blow a 23-point lead. They missed 10 straight shots to end the game. Didn't score a field goal from like seven and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter. I know it was a great comeback win for the Raptors, but this is one of the worst teams in the league. Should we be that excited? So I understand what you're saying, but it looked like and felt like the Wizards had us the whole time. And then we just took their lunch money. We just came back and took their lunch money, what was owed to us. I'm going to push back on the fact that they're bad to watch just a little bit. I really like Kyle Kuzma on this team. It's not, I don't think I look, I don't think he has the big, he has the highest NBA basketball IQ, but if you look at his line last night, 
he went off. He had 34 points, three assists, three rebounds. Seems like he was hitting everything. Kyle Kuzma has grown up a little bit since his Laker days. He has a championship. I honestly think Kyle Kuzma is a great player on this team. Jordan Poole, however, I agree with you. I think he's absolutely horrendous to watch. The guy thinks he's way better than he is. But he did have some nice plays last night as well. So, I don't know. Were you watching the same game I was with Kuzma? He had numerous times where he showed that he hasn't grown up. Like the one time he's arguing the call and he's talking to the ref and the Wizards are playing four on five for an entire possession. That's not growing up. Then he steps out of bounds in the final minute and gives the ball over and causes them the game. That's not growing up. This guy's a young child. That's the one thing that I was going to say. The out of bounds play was horrendous. But I'm talking about strictly from the offensive side. When he had the ball, he made all the right decisions for the majority of the game. Like, he did have six turnovers, so I agree with you in that sense. Like, he did turn the ball over a little bit. But he had great possessions where he was very careful with the ball. Like, he hit – how many threes did he hit? He went four for seven from three, and it seemed like anytime he was slightly open, he took advantage of it. He went to the rim. Man, scoring 34 points on – you know, 34 points in 38 minutes is pretty good. You know, I think Jordan Poole is a different different story, but I think you're – you're going a little too hard on Kyle Kuzma there. Alex drove a number one Wizards fan. Number one in his league league pass ratings. Just loves to watch him. Don't you think that Kuzma could be useful on a good team? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He'd be, he was good on the Lakers back back when he had other dudes with him. I, like, yeah. When yeah, he's well, the, one of the primary scorers, he's not great. My point is that... I think he's a little bit more grown up than he was before. He was arguing six turnovers, still 34 points, taking good shots. Like, I think he's a good offensive player. I think you're taking a bit too hard on him. What's your first takeaway, Andrew? Well, my first takeaway is how annoying the Wizards are to watch and how much I disagree with you there. Doesn't it make you thankful to have the Raptors core and just have guys who make good plays like Pascal and Scotty and just, like, guys you can, can support and not – Guys who don't frustrate you every night you watch them, like Jordan Poole, just makes me so thankful. Hey, let's not get crazy. Sometimes Pascal does frustrate me because he has these one-off games from you know once in a while where he'll just get shut down for the entire game, and then he'll go off for 39. So we do have some frustrating guys. Grady Dick is one of them. Um, who else? Mal- Malachi Flynn is one of them. Gary yeah. um, Trent Jr., frustrating. That's okay. That's the next person I was going to say. Gary Trent Jr., a little bit frustrating. But look, man, we can't expect that much from the Wizards. I do agree with you in the sense that we should not have been down 23 points to the Washington Wizards. It seems like we were coming off of, uh, you know, off the road. We were a little lackadaisical. The crowd was into it, though. I'm telling you, like, when I made that bet, it felt like everybody was just waiting for something to happen. And then it did. So it's like we should not have been down 23, but we came out with the win. The Wizards are 2-8 and eight now. We're 5-5. Five and five. We're 500, baby. Let's go. Back to 500. It's going to be like this all season. Okay. I have another one for you. Hit me with it. Chris Boucher. Okay. <laughs> Chris Boucher. He, his line, not the best. Okay. Seven points, seven rebounds, two assists. But he had one of the ma- one of the biggest blocks in the game. He had three blocks. He had a massive block. And then two huge buckets in transition to pretty much steal the game, to come back, to come back in the game. Spicy P goes into the lane and gets that little shot to go. But Chris Boucher made that run, man. He had a stop on one end and then two baskets in transition on the other end, six-point swing. Chris Boucher played a huge role in closing that game last night. 
Shout out to Chris Boucher. Yeah, that unadulterated energy and heart. We need that. And he had that flow. He, he had that unadulterated flow going. Yeah, he did. We need that energy off the bench. He can swing a game like that. He was great. Yeah, that hustle. We've been critiquing the bench and the depth of the Raptors, but if he's doing that, who cares if it's seven points and seven rebounds? He was efficient. I'm good. Amazing shots, nice and long. Our boy Grady Dick, 24 minutes, eight points, plus two. Three for three for three for four from the field goal percentage. Three, so sorry, two of three from three. You're so is excited. Is Grady Dick getting back? <laughs> he was never here. <laughs> is he here? Did he arrive? I don't think so. I think it's a little much. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Boucher. Yeah. I'm with you. He was also. Point differential. He was a plus 14. That's nice. Good for Boucher. Strong work. Back to the plus minus pod. <laughs> it's like the only style we ever use. <laughs> like we're out here to watch games, kid. We don't just watch highlights and look at uh, the box scores. Okay. We watch these games and we go to these games. Speaking of, we're actually going to the game tomorrow against Milwaukee. Wednesday Bucks, Bucks game. Um, sorry, anyways, what were you saying? I, I brought you off track. Uh, Boucher was great. I'll get to my next takeaway. Yeah. Not really a takeaway from the game because this person didn't play, but we got to talk about this. People are just blowing this one over. Okay, OG Ananobi didn't play because he got a cut from doing household chores. Yes. Does this not sound a little fishy? Do you believe that it was household chores and not something more nefarious? Like what? I don't know. I don't know. When was last time? Got... What are you trying to say? What are you last time to... Do you think OG's really, really there, like cutting up tomatoes at home? He's probably got his own dietitian. A hundred percent. So but what's the cutting? You don't think these, these guys can cut up a tomato for once in a while? No, I don't think so. I think he's paid side too much note. to cut tomatoes. Quick side note: I was in BC one time. We were shooting a TV show, and uh, I had one day off, and it was in Whistler. And I was cutting up limes to make a drink, and I cut my thumb. I cut it straight down the middle, and it was bleeding literally nonstop for four hours. I had to go to the hospital. They had to glue it together. So I understand where cuts matter, okay? Cuts can make a big difference. It's like, if it's where was the cut on his hand? I don't know. It was just, a, yeah, somewhere on his hand. Okay, well, I'm assuming if you have a cut on your hand, it's not like you can play. Okay, but this takes me to another point. I've been seeing a couple of weird reports, okay, saying that OG has been in some trade talks. Um, Hi. I don't know. NBA rumors targeted by Hadel. So there's there's been a bunch of trade rumors about OG in the last couple of years, but it seems like anytime he goes on one of these little runs and gets hot for a couple of games, a lot of people start talking about him again. Um, this brings me back to the point where we were talking about last week. Would you potentially trade OG at the height of his value to get picks or to get somebody that can help out right now? What are your thoughts? If you could get four first round picks, like the rumors were last year. Yes. In a heartbeat. Uh, I still don't believe they could get that much for him. That's a ton. That's a boatload for a non number one scorer. Uh, yeah, I would trade him. Would you? I, I don't, again, I don't think so. I wouldn't trade him for picks. I would trade him for something that could help right now. But then again, who are you going to get 
Right now, that's better than OG Ananobi. I think it'd be difficult. But just quickly, Andy, here, when I type in OG Ananobi trade talks, there are like 17 articles that come out right off the top. First one, NBA rumors, Raptors OG Ananobi targeted by hated rival in trade talks, Philly 76ers. Next one, Sports Illustrated, Raptors OG Ananobi considered 76ers trade target. Two weeks ago, NBA rumors, Grizzlies had high, high interest in Raptors OG Ananobi. Next one, trade rumors, five OG Ananobi trade ideas Raptors should be open to. There's five, five teams. It's just everybody wants them. I feel like what's the point of trading them if we're trying to win within the next couple of years? Why not try to resign them and keep them and build around him, Scotty, Pascal, and then add a couple of big guys, which I think we desperately need. What if a team like Sacramento, a team that wants to win now, they got they could trade Keegan Murray. That's a nice young piece. They're not trading, they're not trading Keegan Murray. No they way. could for OG, they might if they think they're windows now, which they probably do. Keegan Murray for OG? That would be that would be an upside for both teams. Keegan Murray's not quite there yet in his development. He's disgusting. He had that massive dunk the other night. You were asking who a young guy would be over a team. Actually, he slammed over Chet that one time. Yeah, he did. <clears throat> and then OG is obviously a win-now sort of player if you're on the fringe of competing, which I don't think Sacramento is. But just went around. Yeah. They were one of the best teams in the West last year. Meh. They got the walking double-double, Demona Sabonis. The walking 2010, Demona Sabonis. They're a contender. They're in Fox. They actually beat Cleveland last night. I put, yeah. I, I laid down, I don't win all my bets. I laid down a little $20 bet on them last night. Um, didn't win, obviously. It's very, very noble of you to admit your uh, your losses too. They were down 15. I was like, can I do this two times in one night? The answer is no. <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> but I was like, I don't know their crowd as well as ours, clearly. So this brings me to my next point, Andy. Give me your next point. I think we should set up some sort of trade or uh, some sort of bet situation here where like oh. every every game that the Raptors play, we make a little bet on something, whether it's a player prop or whatever, a live in-game bet. We can't, but the one caveat is that we cannot bet on the Raptors to lose. What do you think? <laughs> Are we making our own bets? Yes. Okay. And then we, what, we reveal them the next episode? Or we I do it before. I think that would be fantastic. Or like whatever, during the game. Like when we go to watch the game tomorrow night, we can make an in- live in-game bet and see what happens there. You know what I mean? Okay. And then we'll discuss our great bet or bad bet. Yeah, I'm down. That works. Okay. Do you have any more takeaways or what do you have for me? Uh, One more note. Mm-hmm. I, I always like to be the uh, dark cloud over the rafters when they win. Yeah. How many three-pointers did the starters make last night? The answer is easy. You don't have to count at all. It's zero. Zero three-pointers from the starters. Wow. This team ain't winning anytime soon. You need shooting in this league. They don't got it. OG, big shooter. He was obviously off the court. Um, I love I love Grady Dick's form. It seems like he can get a shot off at any time he wants. No, I'm serious. Like If you actually look at when he catches the ball, his release is so quick. He gets in the corner, has people running at him, pulls it. It's like a 0.5 second release. It's like a Ray Allen release. And I'm not even kidding. 
Um, it's it's definitely faster than Tyler Hero, definitely faster than Duncan Robinson. Who is the best three-point shooter in the league right now? Probably what, other than Steph, Buddy Heald? Sure. Buddy Heald releases very quick. Like, I would compare Grady Dick's release to Buddy Heald. That's how quick it is. Gets in the corner, pop, right away. So I think if we can get him in positions where, you know, he has open looks or even even a little bit of time, I think I think he'll start hitting more shots. Or get him in the G League. I'm still towing that line. He doesn't. He's not needed this year. He does not provide enough value. I'm sorry. Okay, uh, you got any Raptors takeaways? Are you ready to move on to the rest of the association? Uh, just one more thing. Um, I'll be. I'm gonna be very interested to see how Pascal does tomorrow night against the Bucks. His points per game versus Milwaukee is 26 assists, seven, averaging about. Uh, Sorry, seven boards, five assists per game. Sounds like you're gonna put a bet on a bet on a stat line. It's just like it doesn't make sense to me. You know, sometimes he goes off on these teams, and sometimes he just gets uh, muffled, and he doesn't really do much. So it'll be interesting to see what he does against Milwaukee. They've been playing for a long time against each other, him and Giannis. Um, so it'll be interesting. But like, yeah, twenty six points, seven seven boards versus Milwaukee. Um, I think after the Bucks got blown out here two weeks ago, that they'd come back and put the pedal down. I you can't imagine the Bucks get blown out or lose again. I'm very. Like What'd you say? I'm I'm just excited for the game. I'm excited to see Dame and Giannis in person. You know, that's right. Do, are there any injuries going on there? Can we take Can we take a look at that right now? One second. Bucks injuries. I feel like Dame missed the game recently. No, I know, but I'm I'm really hoping both of them are playing. Okay, so there's two, November 13th. Uh, Chris Livingston, Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder's out. Okay, so the rest of them should be playing. So we should have we should have a full uh full roster on both teams. Unless, unless OG's kitchen incident is uh yeah, that's that's what I mean. Raptors OG status, Gary fishy, is fishy cut. Gary Trent day to day with the foot. OG is day-to-day with the finger. Yeah, man, I'm telling you, the reason I brought that up is because I thought it was a small cut. It seemed like a small cut on my thumb. I'm, t- I'm telling you, Andy, it literally bled for like five, three, four, four hours straight. It was crazy. I had to go to the hospital. I was like, this is not stopping. Like, I was trying to hold it together. It was sliced right down the middle. So my who God. knows what if that actually happened to him? You know what I mean? I just want the truth. You, he wants the truth. <laughs> Um, okay. What is your non Raptors takeaway? Wednesday night, Devin Booker back from injury, Bradley Beal back from injury. We get the debut of the Suns big three on Wednesday. We've seen the Clipper, the Clippers struggle with their new dudes. Will the Suns work out? Are you optimistic? I'm optimistic. I think that's so much offense. It's just a ridiculous amount of offense. And I think Booker's been playing better defense lately. Bradley Beal, we're not really sure about just yet. KD's playing really well. Um, I think their offense is just good. Offense wins championships in this league, I think, at this point. It's not defense anymore. So if all three of them get going, it's going to be really hard to stop. Think about who you're who you're double teaming, you know, who you're letting take shots. I think none, none of those guys can be left open. I'm a little worried that Bradley Beal won't be able to check his 
ego or his yeah his ego and be the third option i don't he had the ball so much in washington and he's not gonna have it that much here i i'm i'm slightly optimistic but i'm a little worried i think they're gonna be fine i think nurkic is gonna play pretty well he's been playing a pretty big role on their team sometimes sometimes he has some boneheaded plays like your boy jordan Poole. And it's not my boy. And apparently Kyle Kuzma. That's your boy. I love Kyle Kuzma. I love his game. I don't care. I think he's I think he's a great player and he he'd fit well on any contender. Um, no, I think they're gonna play really well together. Let's lay up that down on that. Okay. I'm feeling hot. I'm feeling like spicy P was last night, Andy. Just hot. Okay. Spice rack. Okay. What is your give me an NBA take? So because of this bet I made, it actually got me pretty amped up. <laughs> I've lost a few bets in a row. Um, this was one of my first decent wins. And again, it's only 50 bucks that I put down, so it's not that much. But it was just interesting to win at plus 800. So I'm thinking we should lay down a bet for the MVP this year. The because MVP. I think this is going to be a really tight race, despite Jokic being in the lead and clearly looking like the best player in the league. I think if Jamal Murray doesn't come back or he's going to have a minutes restriction, they're not going to win as many games. And then I don't think they're going to play Jokic as much as well. But I think his, his minutes will come down. So the NBA MVP power rankings right now, Jokic is at number one, plus 250. Luka Doncic is number two at plus 450. Jason Tatum, number three, plus 750. Joel Embiid plus 750 and Steph Curry at plus 1100. Giannis plus 1100 as, as well, excuse me, tied with Steph. Now, if I was to think about what the best situation in this whole thing would be, like they're not going to give it to Joel Embiid again unless he just absolutely goes bonkers. That's tough, yeah. Right? That's tough. Jokic, he just won a couple in a row. It'd be very tough for him to win again unless he has an incredible season and plays all these minutes and continues to do well and continues to care, which is tough for him. Luca, we don't know how that team's going to do. Jason Tatum's got too many options. So I guess what I'm trying to say to you, Andy, is Steph Curry. Curry. Steph Curry at plus 1,100 might be the best bet in, on this whole list. Good value. That's great value. And especially if he's the only one who's really going off on that team. Clay Thompson's doing okay, of course. Andrew Wiggins isn't a big scorer. Draymond Green is fighting everybody again. We should touch on Ant, by the way. Ant is quickly becoming my new favorite player in the league, other than people on the Raptors and Steph Curry and LeBron James, of course. <laughs> he's disgusting. I love the amount of stuff that guy talks. I love his banter, his slams. He's disgusting. Are you taking him for MVP? What are we saying here? Who are you taking? You're taking oh, Steph. I'm taking Steph, yeah. What are your thoughts? I mean, that's nice. He doesn't... If they win 55 games and he's 30 points a game, yeah, that makes sense. If he stays healthy, that makes sense. Plus 1,100, good value. Uh, my favorite from that list is Jason Tatum. I don't... What 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 was your argument against him? He's got too many guys helping him out. Too many other dudes. I think yeah, there's too many other dudes. You know, you have Jalen Brown that needs the ball a lot of the time. Drew Holiday's okay. Kristaps. They have four guys on that team who can all score the ball. 
So I just think there's too many guys for him to win, even though he's he's third in MVP votes. He's shooting 50% from the field, 27.7 points per game, 9.2 boards, 3.6 assists. 40% from three. It's pretty yeah. nice. Steph is shooting 48.8% from the field, 30.7 points per game, 4.6 boards, 3.9 assists. Only 3.9 assists? That's hmm. not much. That's not much. Curry, 43% from downtown, has attempted at least 10 threes in every game this season. What? That's crazy. His field goal percentage is still nearly 50% despite taking all those threes. Literally, 48.8% field goal percentage with taking 10 threes a game, Andy? Insane. That's insane. Anyways, that's my take for you. Okay. We'll, uh, we'll remember this in April or May when the MVP awards come out. Yes, and then we will reconvene. We'll lay down a skinny little bet on the game tomorrow night as well. Skinny little one. Look at you with your lingo. Skinny little bet. That's shout out to my boy Dan Smith, who bets on absolutely everything possible. Dan Smith, the shark. The absolute shark. Thank you for listening. It's been another great episode of Raptors NBA Podcast. Please, please subscribe to us on all platforms. TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify. And unsubscribe from all other podcasts of any kind even news ones alex any final words honestly like if you don't unsubscribe from all other podcasts you will never be able to come onto our podcast if you do unsubscribe then you have a chance to come onto the greatest raptors nba podcast of all time that's all i have to say have a great day go raps